The Fulton County Library System presents Shaking Out Full Co Library. This morning we have an awesome opportunity to converse with someone who many, many, many know, and we are just really privileged to have her on board. Before I tell you who she is, I'll give you a hint. She's a New York Times bestselling author and an award-winning author of many, many, many children and adult, I'm sorry, children and young adult books. In addition to being an author, she's a publisher, editor, and vice president of Scholastic Books. We have today Miss Andrea Davis Pinkney. Welcome, Miss Pinkney. Hello, Michelle. Nice to be here. Thank you. Thanks for Thank the welcome. You. Thank you so much. Yes, we are elated to have you, and we thank you for agreeing to give us a little bit of your time during this during this new season we all are experiencing. We are in a new yes. season. In fact, um, this is a <laughs> gift to me. I, I just love uh, what little bit of human connection we can have really, really makes such exactly. a difference. Yes. Miss Pinkley, we, we met just a couple of years ago. And just for our listeners, just to let them know, Miss Pinkley is absolutely wonderful. She's very approachable, very down to earth and she has allowed me to converse with her and just to be really straight up real with her with, with many things. And I'm just so happy to have you. Our library system is happy to have you. This was a really great announcement for me to make. Oh, thank you. However, we're just going to chat just a tiny bit. Um, just a few questions I have for you. And we'll probably, and I'm going to try to stick to my script because I could probably chat with you all day and we can't do that. <laughs> so tell me, what kind of changes have you made with your work since COVID-19? Well, it's interesting. Uh, folks are talking about hunkering down or mm-hmm. you know, shutting down. And I actually yes. see this as an opportunity to open up Um, while it's a very, you know, of course, scary, uncertain, unpleasant situation, Mm -hmm. I'm looking at it as an opportunity to open up, you know, my heart, my mind, my reading, my writing, Mm -hmm. um, you know, one of the advantages of being a writer is that, uh, you can do it anywhere, anytime you can create a sacred space in your home, which I've done. Right. And uh, <laughs> getting a lot of writing done and a lot of meditating and, and thinking about those kids out there who are not in school, who can't go to the exactly. library and what they need now, what kinds of stories they need. And basically, for me, it comes down to you know, stories of hope, resilience mm-hmm. and knowing that the future is friendly. Right. And that that is leading into my next question, which was, has the recent pandemic allowed you to have more time to focus on new materials? And as I just heard you say, you've been spending a lot of time reading, writing and just thinking about how we're going to move forward. And, you know, it's really interesting, you know, with many places, places shut down, it allows us to think, you know, how should we move forward? And 
Is everything we once did only yesterday necessary as we move forward? So it's just really interesting to see, you know, just this very short, quick transition of life, how it has really allowed us to think about how we should operate as we move forward. However, as a writer, do you believe that there is a big, great big difference between children and adult literature? You know, that's an interesting question, Michelle. I don't. Um, There's Mm -hmm. a difference in content uh, and the kinds of stories that you can tell children versus adults. But at the end Mm -hmm. of the day, we all love a great story. You know, we all love to be wrapped up. We all love to feel things. We all love Mm -hmm. to know what's going to happen with that character. And whether you're eight or 88, we all <laughs> want a great story and uh, we all want to, yeah, again, as I said, we all want to be opened up to the power of words right. and pictures and, and reading. And, um, you know, and it's why, you know, books are so cross-generational, especially books for young people. Yes. You know, you can, you can share them with a child and, and get so much out mm. of it yourself. And it's why I like writing exactly. for that age group because it brings families together. It brings children together, adults, and mm. especially now, you know, we are really right. all together. And if there's one thing you can all do at home, you can read a book. Absolutely. Do you feel that adult readers are a harder audience to please versus children? Again, it all comes down to the power of story. I think that right. the real, you know, kind of opportunity or or gift as a, as a writer is to know that my, I feel that my job is really to reach out a hand to a reader and to invite that reader along to say, come on, we're going to go on a journey. Uh, you know, right. I, I call it, uh, I call it the page one pact, if you will. So to me, the page, page one pact, pact is okay. on page one, I'm reaching out a hand. I'm making a gesture to whoever that reader mm-hmm. is, an adult, a child. And I'm, I'm, I'm making a deal. I'm, I'm making a covenant. And I'm saying, let's agree that we together mm-hmm. take my hand. Let's agree that we're going to go on a journey together. And if I, the writer, am doing my job, you will agree mm-hmm. from page one on to come on the journey. And if I'm really doing the right thing, um, you, exactly. will, you will stay on the journey with me to, to that very last page. Kind of like that introduction paragraph, you know, let you know if we want to continue to through the journey, as you said. Right, right, exactly. <laughs> have you considered writing adult materials? I have actually, yes. In fact, uh, you asked about uh, whether I'm thinking of new material here during mm. COVID as, you know, as I'm home kind of reflecting on things. What's interesting is that this is a great moment, which I've been doing, to look in those files and say, you know, I started something a decade ago. This was something I embarked on, some research I had done. Let me re-explore that. Now's the time. And there's one topic in particular, I'm not going to share about it, um, that is particular (laughs) to adult readers. uh, Mm -hmm. And uh, it's something I'd I'd like to explore now that I have the time to do that. I have a quick question. In in your writer's world of Hollywood, because you, you hear stories about gender e- equality and concerns. Do you do you all experience that in a writer's world? 
I guess I don't really understand the question. Um, it, I, 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 maybe you can elaborate on the question a bit. Sure. Sure thing. Is that you, we oftentimes hear men actors are paid more than women and, you know, they may get more work than women. Do you feel that that could be viewed upon in your line of work as a writer? Have you experienced any type or even had a conversation with someone who had uncertainties about whether or not they were being treated fairly? Well, I think that the great equalizer is if you can tell a story, it doesn't matter what gender you are, <laughs> you know, um, <laughs> right. and it's, you know, the, 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 the world of, of writing is, you know, democratic in that way. And, you know, right. we, we, we judge individuals, if you will, again, uh, by the stories they tell. And so exactly. it, it doesn't matter. And I have not experienced anything of that nature myself. Right. And I guess that's a, a very middle of the road type of work, you know, because you, you don't know. Many writers do not share whether or not they're male or female. And I mean, as you just said, that's right down the middle and there there could be no judgment. Right. And if, so, and if yeah. I'm a five year old or an eight year old or an 11 year old mm-hmm. or a high school senior. I dive into that book. The mm-hmm. author reaches out a hand. It doesn't matter who that person is. If they've got me, they've got me. I, I, don't, right. I don't, I'm not thinking, you know, in my eight year old brain, is this a man or is this a woman? You know, I'm, right. I'm, I'm, I'm invested in the character that's, that's on those pages. And, uh, exactly. you know, so that's, that's the beauty of it. Right. You know, one of my favorite books is The Sit-In, How Four Friends Stood Up to Sit Down. And the reason why that book in particular is one of my favorites is because I I finished my undergrad in Greensboro. I did not finish North Carolina a and I finished Bennett College. And although David Ezel, Joseph, and Franklin began the sit-in who were A&T students. Many of our Bennett College students were there at that counter. And that was just something that, that, that made a very strong connection for me to that book. It made me feel as if I was actually there. So, I, you know, that was great to see in writing and great to share with children so they can have a better understanding, you know, it's very clear. And it made the the story made you feel as if you were there. So that's just a personal thank you for, for bringing that story to life. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Yes. (laughs) I was, I was, you know, I've held on to that book for, for years now because of that, just to, just to see that lunchroom and actually, visit that Woolworths, you know, by me being in school. It's a museum now, mm-hmm. but, you know, it's just so interesting. And it, of course, it's always good to be familiar with something that's mentioned in a book. Well, you know, so that that book was really, uh, a really a live moment for me, although I wasn't there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it, and Andrea, do you have a favorite author or, or one? I know you have many. Yes. But can you share with us one of your favorite authors? Absolutely. I have quite a few. Uh, Maya Angelou <laughs> is uh, a favorite, again, because she's such a wonderful storyteller. You're so invested right. in, in, in her characters. And uh, one of my favorite books mm-hmm. is I Know Why the Cage Bird Sings. And what's interesting about that book is, yes. you know, is it for young people? Is it for adults? You know, one is always 
you know, kind mm-hmm. of one might ask that question, but it, it, it doesn't matter. You know, it's about that right. character, you know, Maya herself and uh, all that she yes. endured. I think that was the first book where I really saw that, you know, you could tell a story in a very unvarnished mm-hmm. fashion. You didn't have to make it sound fancy. Th- these were her people. This is where she grew up. It was real. It was uh, raw at times. And uh, I think that's why the book has stood the test of time for so long. Yes. Yes. And if there was someone aspiring to be a renowned author like yourself, what kind of advice would you suggest to them? The first thing I would say is two things. Read every day, write every day. Mm-hmm. You know, um, okay. so many folks, you know, it's like saying, you know, I think I want to be a ballerina or I think I want to be <laughs> a, a, a football player or something. You have mm-hmm. to practice at it. You have to do it daily. If I want to be a ballerina, I have to stretch every day. I have to absolutely work at the craft. And it's something, I mean, I, I write every single day. Um, and people say, you know, come on, you know, do you write on your birthday? Do you write on Christmas? Do you write on new year's? Do you write when you don't feel like writing? Yes, yes, yes. And yes. Do you write when your house is a mess, especially yes, (laughs) because I don't feel like cleaning it. But, um, so that would be my first suggestion would be writers, write. They don't Mm. talk about writing. They don't, you know, theorize about it. Um, they don't read about writing. Mm -hmm. Writers write daily. Uh, so that would be right. And I would say, read everything, read things you don't think you're going to like push past your comfort zone. Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, I hear so many writers say, well, you know, I'm not a fantasy person or I don't do, or I don't do historical or I don't do graphic novels. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, expand, you know, take on the mindset. What can I learn from this? Um, and I, I asked so many writers, you know, what books do you read? And, they, they draw a blank. So writers read and writers write. That's awesome. And thank you for that bit of advice for myself to get it together. Reading and writing every day is so important. It is. And Ms. Pinkney, tell me, I know you live in New York right now. However, you are from Washington, D.C. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you have any Southern ties? Yes, I do, actually. Uh, I have, my family is from Virginia. Some folks wouldn't consider that South. Um, but, uh, yes, my extended family is from Virginia. In fact, I have a new novel coming out in September that is based on, uh, family members. And, uh, the title of that book is, um, Loretta Little Looks Back, Three Voices Go Mm -hmm. Tell It. And it is a story that follows a family of sharecroppers beginning in 1927 in Mississippi and follows mm-hmm. them over three generations up to the 1968 election. Um, and really the, wow. the, the thread there is African-Americans claiming the right to vote. Wow. And, so. and just a little off record, what tell me by you being in New York And we've had very short conversations about New York Mm -hmm. because you told me that you were going to show me around one day. And I I still have that ticket in my pocket. I hadn't gotten rid of it. (laughs) But tell me, what is your favorite Broadway show? Oh, my goodness. Uh, First of all, come on over uh, anytime. (laughs) Uh, Although now I I couldn't invite you in for a cup of tea or 
I know. Sadly, but, but we'll get there. We'll get there, Michelle. We'll get there. Um, now, it's interesting that you asked, what is my favorite Broadway show? Let me first say mm-hmm. that it's, it is uh, very unfortunate Maybe. that, you know, the theater is dark now, but we're going to get back to it. Yes. Um, you know, it's one of the beauties of living in New York. I am in the theater all the time. Um, mm-hmm. And I've, I've seen the Broadway show Hamilton eight times. Uh, wow. I've, yeah, well, between my husband and I, yeah, I've seen it. I've seen it myself, I think six or seven or eight. I can't even remember now. So that's a favorite. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also really like new and experimental theater. Um, I can go into a, a room where there's, you know, four actors and, uh, you know, a, a black box and some chairs and get just as much out of it. Um, and it informs my writing. It informs my writing. Yes. So. Yes, I can. I can see that. See how that works. Well, Miss Pinkney, we we want to speak to you again, and I am going to reach out. The library is going to reach out to you again because we we want to not only share with our patrons and our listeners your voice, but we want them to see your face. And I, I would love for you to come back to us and maybe read to our children and, you know, invite you to Atlanta. We we have a brand new central library that we are looking forward to opening its doors in our near future. Of course, we have just a slight slowdown with things. However, we would love for you to come back and I hope that you can fit us in in your schedule and make some kind of arrangements to come back in Atlanta. Atlanta loves you. And so this Fulton County library system, and we're just, again, very thankful for your time that you've shared with us today. Well, Michelle, thank you. In fact, I would love to say something to all of the folks in Atlanta, uh, which is it's Atlanta of late has been my home away from home. Um, I am curating an exhibition called Picture the Dream, which is the story of civil rights as told through children's picture books that was scheduled to open at the High Museum in Atlanta uh, in June. But unfortunately, with COVID, we've had to reschedule that. So um, I've spent the last two years in Atlanta quite a bit. Look forward to coming back once that exhibition opens. Um, After it leaves Atlanta, it is going to go to the Eric Carl Museum uh, in Massachusetts, up in Amherst, Massachusetts. And, uh, you know, the other, you asked about theater and you mentioned the book Sit-In as part of the Picture the Dream exhibition at the High Museum, the Alliance Theater Mm -hmm. in Atlanta has uh, scheduled a production, a theatrical production based on the book Sit-In that I wrote. Oh, wow. Um, And so it's just a a beautiful uh, kind of uh, confluence of events and artistic expression around books and literacy and children. And uh, again, we will see where this pandemic leads us, but um, the, those those two artistic pursuits are still very much in the work works, and we're excited to you know invite families and children in schools once we're able to do that. Right, absolutely, and thank goodness with our relationship, the library's relationship with the High Museum, that allowed me to meet you, and again. We are now you. We are official friends. Absolutely, <laughs> we are official friends. Fulton County Library System. We 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 just want to hold your hand and not let it go. So we look forward to speaking to you again and just spending time with you as we move forward 
and see great things that we have in store due to this pandemic, because it's something great that, that we all have ahead of us. And I'm, I'm really excited. And I thank you again, Ms. Pinckney, for, for just allowing me to speak to you today. Thank you. Okay. And thank you for listening to this episode of the Fulton County Library Systems. Checking out Full Library.